Welcome to True Health Live. We explore and acknowledge basic truths in public health. If you're a student or a public health professional or just plain curious about public health in general, then this is the place for you. Join us. You know, these things are still touching home because we all have families and we all have relatives, blood relatives and, you know, neighbors and friends and people in our communities that are close to us. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you know, don't anticipate sometimes when you're talking about the amount of emotion, the level of emotion that will come to the surface when mm-hmm. you're testing it. And so we were just like sharing some stories about, um, you know, things that happen to people around us or even to us. So that's right. kind of what we focused on, you know. Um, yeah. So I guess, like, you know, keeping in the same vein, it's really, like, what does it mean and how does it affect you? Like, what is your understanding of policing and public health? Because I think, like, people didn't really understand that policing or law enforcement, and you know, is a public health issue. I mean, I could say, like, for melanin-rich people, living in this country is a public health issue. Um, mm-hmm. Just because of the things that we deal with on a daily basis. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll open the floor. Yeah, I I definitely agree that from the mental health perspective, policing is definitely a huge stressor, right? Um, Just to jump right into a personal experience, um, you know, I I feel, I believe that as women, we really don't even truly appreciate the level of of stress and pressure um, that is placed on um, melanated men when out in the community and approached by by police. Um, but recently, I would say within the last year or so, I happened to be on the phone with a colleague, um, someone that I've kind of like mentored through the years, and I forgot why we we happened to be on the phone. But he goes, "Hold on one second, I'm being pulled over." And this is an amazing, calm, stoic, you know, in the workplace gentleman. And the moment the officer, so I said, I'm going to stay on the phone. The moment the officer approached the car, it was just so stressful, like so stressful for me, so stressful to be on the phone thinking this could go wrong, that could go wrong, like this, I could be witnessing something really, really tragic in a few seconds. Um, And just that desire to want to shield him, right? Even though it was over the phone, um, the moment the officer walked away, just based on the tone, and he just said, do you see this? Like, do you hear this? And all I could say was, listen, don't speak. It's almost like you tell a child, you know, I have an eight-year-old son. It's like, don't speak look straight ahead, like, yes, sir, no, sir, do whatever you have to do to get out of that situation. Um, And the brother had like a PBA card and, you know, he's got family in the, um, in some form of, um, I guess, an officer. Um, And the officer kept asking him, so who is this person? So is this your friend? And he says, no, it's my uncle. 
So your uncle gave you this card? And it was like, somehow it was pushed. Right. It was like, so he's like, yeah, my uncle is office, you know, office so-and-so at the so-and-so. He didn't want to hear any parts of it. Like he took all his paperwork and was just really, really nasty. And all it was, was that my colleague was using navigation and got turned around. Like he was talking to me, right. But using navigation and said, oh shoot, I missed my turn. So I guess he like pulled over to figure out how to like, how to re-navigate. And the officer, it, it was just such a stressful moment because it's different when you're pulled over, let's say, and you're with your mate and you're in the car um, because I've experienced that as well. Um, and that's a different kind of feeling because you're there and it's like, okay, we're, we're good. Like, it's all good, you know? Um, even if you as the woman has to kind of try to speak up just to like kind of lessen the, the stress in the moment, but being on the phone especially um, in light of some of the things that have happened over the past year or two, it was really challenging. Like to the point I want to say, you know, he like after could barely speak. It was just like, do you see what this could have turned into? Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. It's a stressful moment. Mm -hmm. That aggression was on 10 when he got to the car, it sounds like. Yeah. And it probably like spiked to 20 when it's like, yeah, well, yeah. so I, you were, I was like, oh, can you just like let let everyone know like what is a you said PBA card? So, so the Police Benevolent Association card. So some so normally I, I don't have one, but my understanding is that when you have a loved one who is a police officer, they can give you a card that essentially says, you know, kind of like this person's with me. You know, um, sometimes it's a placard that's on the back of the vehicle but oftentimes it's just a card um and when you're pulled over you give that card with your id um sometimes when you're in the military there's a similar version as well and it just lets other officers know like this person has family in the military it's kind of like when you see the cars with the the blue line right so it kind of lets them know that you're a part of or affiliated with that fraternity which is really what what it's all about right um, identifying that you're a friendly, which in and of itself is a very interesting concept if you think about what the PBA card, Police Benevolent Association card represents, right? Why wouldn't we each be treated equally under right. law, right? right? Why would it need to be, I am Deidre's niece, I am Precious's daughter, so treat me differently, Right. But the reality is we know that that is what happens. Um, and unfortunately, even, you know, though this particular brother had a card, it was, he was still scrutinized and questioned and, and yelled at and berated, actually. Um, and this is a grown, grown man, you know, <laughs> um, not that it should matter, but, you know, this is someone that you, you see and you, want, you should want to respect. Um, but this particular officer chose to not, right? Yeah. yeah. But it does matter, like, that he's a grown man, because that's where I think a lot of it comes from. Like, I can't even imagine what some melanin-rich men go through when they are literally emasculated by um, unsecure uh, males in uniform. Because right. that's 
what it ultimately boils down to. You know, there's an insecurity there and I need to exert some sort of power that I don't feel that I have. But, you know, this uniform and all these tools and implements that they that the establishment gives me as a policy agent means that it um, that I think they're told it automatically garners your respect. And um, but then it's like, let me go out and abuse this power. And if you don't give me the respect that they told me I was supposed to get, then I'm going to get angry, you know, and take right. whatever power is giving me and just, you know, go off the rails with it, you know. And then on the flip side. You know, as a victim, it's like your manhood is being threatened because we do know that in a lot of spaces, masculinity is is threatened, you know. So, yeah, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. And then how how upsetting is that to like, you know, and then you just kind of like go on 10. Um, At the same time, it's like we want you to come home. So, you know, then it becomes like, don't like you said. Don't say anything. Just look straight forward. You know. And you realize that that's like further emasculating him, right. right? Because it's like, and and even in that moment, you know, I'm trying to say it calmly and as gently as possible. Like, okay, you know what? Just keep your hands on the steering wheel. Like, don't let on that you're on the phone. And, you know, he's like, but I didn't say anything wrong. You know, I didn't do anything. And I'm like, I know. I just need you to get through this safely. And I'm not hanging up the phone. Um, But you said something that that really made me think. Just the, the level of frustration that comes, right, for uh, melanated men when having to deal with this. Because the reality is, when you work um, for municipality, um, the moment you are arrested, um, your hiring entity gets a notification, right? Um, and so we're not just talking, your, your, you know, if your life is spared, it's kind of like your livelihood can be impacted. Your whole lifestyle can be, has a potential of being impacted for a... Uh, oh, shoot, I missed my turn. (laughs) Let me pull over and let navigation recalibrate. Um, Mm -hmm. That could, you know, that could turn into something where the next day my my resources department is getting a a hit saying that this particular Mm -hmm. employee was arrested and perhaps charged with the felony, which means you're automatically suspended, like automatically suspended. Um, No indication as to why. No question, no question, just just off of the, the, the arrest itself. And so these are, they know this, as you said, policy agents, they're aware. Um, so even if it's for nothing, they can have an, a serious impact on the next six to 12 months of your life yeah. or a traffic stop, you know? Yeah, and you, that's, the, that's the crazy part. Um I don't like you know on the 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 live that um that I did earlier this strong or last strong um well I don't even know where to put this out so a few strongs ago <laughs> with a live that we did on policing like the police are stressing us out for that you know May is mental health month so that's what we're talking about all month long it's that you know it's talking about the officer that you know um 
beat up on a melanin-rich gentleman while he was arresting, and he exclaimed on this, like, hate group site that he was on, like, it was sweet release. So it's like, not only are you, like, getting your stress out on people, but some of it is, like, you know the impact that you have when you arrest someone, right? And arresting is stopping. You are ceasing and, you know, desist desisting, if if that's the word, you know, what someone is doing and not even what they're doing in the moment, but what their livelihood is or could be. And I think Mm -hmm. um, they know that. And then that also is like a power trip that goes to the head. But then you'll have these same, you know, or like-minded individuals, even if they're not police officers, right? You'll have like-minded individuals who, who, who don't uh, practice like just respecting everyone, right? Um, and there's this whole school of thought that uh, malnourished people are lazy, they're shiftless, they don't have jobs. But then there's, you know, this whole mechanism in place that prevents people um, and stops people from making a livelihood because of issues like this. You know, mm-hmm. simple pullovers because you missed the turn or and you had to pull over um, something as simple as a U-turn. And we get it. You know, there are things like, yeah, maybe there are things that everybody does on the road that we shouldn't do. And especially as melanin-rich people, we have to be careful. We're going to do certain things on the road that we do kind of leave ourselves open for that. At the same time, like uh, a U-turn or a a turning signal or pulling over. Or an air freshener in your window. Right. They don't warrant death. You know, they don't warrant aggression in that way. You know, Mm. they don't warrant you, you know, doing something just because you can to, you know, put a stop to how, how I feed my children, you know, and then, you know, if someone, let's say like, you know, there's. Uh, bills, there's, well, there's always bills to be paid, you know, bills to be paid. And now they can't get paid because you arrested my income as well. Mm -hmm. You know, not just my physical body, but other things as well. So I think that sweet release and the idea of authority, right. Or being able to arrest, right. Which simply means to, like, like you said, you know, to stop, to be able to kind of take someone into custody or to, to seize someone. Um, just having the power of doing that um, is, can be, is abusive, right? It, it's nature. And so it's kind of like, well, you, you know you have this power. And so how do we, how do we govern ourselves to, to be shielded? Because, yeah, the marching has its place for sure. But after a while, if, if that's all that's going to happen, then what is the ultimate consequence? There is none, right, for, for this behavior um, or this act of violence, um, which, is, which is what it is, whether it's something physical happening or not. <clears throat> it is an act of violence to cause that sort of stress and trauma on another human being just because you can, right? Just because you need a release. Um, And it just begs the question, like, how we galvanize and come together to create intentional community to really kind of thwart that sort of, um, what do I even want to call it? Aggression, Mm -hmm. you know, where you can, put it outside of where you are, your nuclear existence, the nucleus of your existence. So 
just causes you to think about life. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the stress is real. Um, like another thing, you know, we talked about not even just these um, specific and individual situations, but the other thing that we have to think about as we're talking about like policing is a public health matter um, and the stress that comes with it is how that actually even passes down, right, to children or, you know, how it um, how it manifests itself in a, in a given community, you know, because there's a, there's a flip side to that. Um, you know, one of the things that I was looking at, like in the, in my research, like before even doing this, cause you know, you want to get like some of your stats together, but some of it, like, you know, it's like being a melanin rich person. It's like, why do I need stats? You know, we live it all the time. You know, it's, it's kind right. of, it, I, you don't need to tell me something I experienced, you know? And, yeah. um, yeah. the, the flip side to it is, um, you know, when we're in certain communities that aren't as, I guess, if you will, like safe, you know, when there's melanin rich people there, there's this, sometimes you need to call the police. I'm going to say it like that. Sometimes you need to call, but you don't even feel safe to have them come, right? Are you going to start asking the wrong person questions just because you're trying to make sure all the all the Negroes pay, you know, repay you homage and, and respect to you? Like, you know, listen to the story and, you know, listen to what's going on. Are you even going to show up? You know, let's talk about that. How many times things are happening because of the lack of police presence, you know? So, like, you know, there, there's those things as well. And then how does all of that, you know, the aggression... Um, experienced by um melanin people from police and also just the dismissal that we experience at the same time it's like this double-edged sword you know either you get too much attention or none at all um and then what does that do to a community like i said how does that manifest in a community with with regards to how you trust um police agents or policy or systems like it it all because it all fits together it's all related and so like that there's that lack of trust in anything. So it's like, well, you know, because it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes back to the idea of, you know, um, create, having a community where there there is an infrastructure, right, where, you, where there is a system of safety and security. And that exists all over, right? I mean, there are, let's say, even something as simple as a gated community, there is a level of security within. So there, there is, of course, there is, you know, there are the police or policy agents, but then there is also another layer, you know? Um, and we have to think about how we can best insulate ourselves um, in order to maintain safety. Because you just don't know, you know? Um, and sometimes we may think, oh, if we move to a particular community, it's safer there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a melanated person in this less than melanin-rich community. And so by virtue of that, you, you stand out. And perhaps you're not welcome there, you know? It, you may seem on the surface that you are, but, you know, when you're when you're male child walks down the street, um, are they going to get 
unintended attention just because what are you doing here and you don't belong in this neighborhood. Right. Um, or when you call, you know, like you said, do they just not respond for, for whatever reason? So I think we each, you know, we, we often talk about tools and things, you know, some tangible takeaways for, for everyone listening to the podcast. I think we each have to really be informed um, keep our children informed, not just about how to respond, but no matter where you live, consider your reality where you are, you know? If you're choosing that, um, quote, better community for your children, they're still exact, they're still what you see on the surface first. Um, and you have to prepare them for what that means. Um, because sometimes being the well-spoken you know, super athletic, um, young, melanated man does not make you less of a threat. It makes you more of a threat. And when you open your mouth and you can articulate yourself impeccably, then it's be it becomes, well, who do you think you are? Let me show you what I can do to you. And that's where your lifestyle can be impacted, if not your life completely, right? Um, and I know we, we we're talking about this from a, a public health perspective and I think everything that we're touching on is just part and parcel with that because when you think about you know hypertension when you think about um just PTSD right. I mean every time I think of that particular um brother that I happen to be on the phone with I'm just like my gosh he just had a baby like his whole you know his whole life it's coming together and imagine what it could have been that just mm -hmm. me out every single time I think about it much mm -hmm. never mind what it does to him you know <laughs> um mm -hmm. so these are these are things that we have to talk about you know and I mean amongst our friends and family it's not just today is a special holiday that that we're told to celebrate and let's just do that but really have the serious conversations and plan and be intentional about um what we want our lives to look like and who we want to have an impact on them because we can control who impacts our lives and yeah. who just doesn't, who can't even get in. Yeah. Three things just came to mind as you were speaking. It was the, the video of the young man, and this wasn't even um, one of those policing videos, but it was like the whole, you know, you don't belong in our community thing, you know, and I think we're familiar with that, you know, the you don't belong in our community and the young man that was being harassed by the, the mm -hmm. grown adult. Um, he wasn't police, but he definitely was military. Um, yeah. And that insane situation. And again, like, I and I think I said it before, like a lot of the times, like a part of the stress, right, is how we also receive some of this information. Because a lot of the times these videos come on the internet, these internets with no context. You know, we see the, the emotion provoking and, and um, or evoking part. We don't necessarily see the fullness of what happened before and after to give full context. And in some cases, like, you don't even need context because that was, like, unnecessary aggression, right? Um, but even in that, like, watching the, the, the videos, um, that part, that part right there, it's stressful, you know? That's how it, that stress level spreads, you know? It's like a, it's like a virus, you know? And then the other thing that it made me think about, um, the whole is still along the same line, like you know, we're a tight knit community, you don't belong here. Uh, it made me think about this show, um, 
them that's out right now. It's a series on mm-hmm. uh, it was really good. Like, you know, there's that, you know, from how like that neighborhood feel, like how that manifests from a whole entire neighborhood. Um, right. um it was really good. So I, I'm not like not endorsing, but I'm just saying what I like. <laughs> and I really like the show. Um, because there were other elements in it that made it really good. So yeah, I, them. Um, but the third one was um, the piece about community because we do kind of come up, we talk about community like, you know, there's always one on this show about community and knowing who they are. Um, and I like usually drop a little of those tidbits um, in other um, spaces as well. And yeah, it made me think there are some communities and some um, groups of people even here in the United States, that, you know, in a sense, police themselves, right? So then they know that the that they're not just, it's not just ICE, right? That justice is more of even-handedness. They're dealing internally with their own communities, their own people. Now, some people are like, yeah, but, like, you're out operating outside of the law. Um, but what I'm more interested in, well, how'd you get to do that? I mean, we kind of know. Uh, I don't even think I need to, like, say what... I don't need to go go even go much further. We kind of know, but I I also think like that's that's exactly what's right though. That's what you should do because then you know that you are being judged by the people that hold the same values and cultures as you do, and not just by um, a culture outside and alien to you. Because yeah, we're all here in this space, you know, but. Nobody holds the same culture. The culture that is here, like in the Western United States, is like, do what you want, right? And then there's all these rules and laws, like, you can do what you want, but as long as you don't do it this way. But some people get to do it this way, as long as you have enough money. Like, there's all these stipulations, kind of like the CBA card. So the truth is, really, there is no, no, no no connection with values and things here because everybody's doing their own thing. So this is why the, there's an importance to like kind of come together as community and, and find those people, find your tribe, you know, the, the people that have the same vibe, value, morals, you know, and outlook as you um, for living their life. Um, and that's how you know that you have even headedness in your justice system. So, you know, that's just my, my little two cents. And you with that? Yeah, I think that piece. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah. I I think when you touched on the idea of, you know, once up there is the idea of self-policing. But somehow my my thoughts went to, you know, the advent in, I guess, it was early 2000s in like the tri-state area, right? That New York, New Jersey Connecticut area, where there was a lot of discussion about um, programs, housing programs, like the officer next door or the teacher next door. Um, mm-hmm. And those programs came when we, when we you know, we talk about policy, mm-hmm. um, not just pub- well, public policy, not just health policy, um, in response to the concern about you don't live in my neighborhood, you don't understand the nuances, like that's you know, Mike, Mike suffers from mild mental illness. We know Mike, this is what he does when he doesn't take his medication. We know Mike's mom, we ring the bell, we tell Mike's mom, you know, that's how you handle it. Um, but because you're an officer coming from another borough across town, you don't 
understand the nuances of that community. Um, and to, so to bridge that gap while we're, we're still, I mean, it still doesn't address what you touched on, which is a shared culture, but at least to be familiar with the community, um, vibe, right? Because that's really what it is. Um, there was, there was, there were benefits, right? And incentives. I'm sorry. That's my cat playing with the toy. Give me one second. Cause I can't ignore it anymore. Hold on. <laughs> Okay. He stole my daughter's necklace. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to be on too.
there are some people who, who still aspire to be like the others, right? So it's like, you know, and we have to just acknowledge that not everybody is moving on the, you know, like solidarity tip. And so we have to acknowledge those different personalities. You know, I hear all the time that melanated um, people or black people are not monolithic. So we have to acknowledge that as well. Like if we're trying to convince everyone else of that, we have to acknowledge and be, be accepting of that within ourselves as well. And if that's the case, then, you know, when we do talk about community, it's like maybe it means that there are going to be different communities within this group of people, right? Because right. We, we don't carry the same, that we're not all the same religion, you know? What we share is our, our history maybe here in this country, but some of us have like down to like how we worship and praise, like they're different. And so that also means that our culture and our values are different. So what is it, how do we do that, you know? Mm-hmm. I think some basic, right, basic steps, because I'm sure some will listen and say, what are they, what is this, you know, community that they're talking about? I live on this block and this is my community. I think for those, right, <laughs> right. Do you know your neighbor? Okay. Right. And that, and that's what, and that's simply what I was going to offer as like some simple tips. Do you know your neighbor? You know? Do, do do your children know where they can go in case of an emergency? Is the only thing that they're taught is to call 911? Do you have a community of people around you that uh, they know they can go to? If, if, even if there's just a health scare in your home in the moment or a choking situation, like we, it doesn't have to go as far as the police kicking in your front door and ransacking your, your space. Um, these simple things, do you have, conver- I'm going to speak for, as a mom, do you have conversations with your children about um, both sides, mm-hmm. you know, the potential of being a help um, in, in a trying time, but also understanding that there's this other reality as well, which we can see all over the news um, and, and social media. Just, I think, communicating is the key, which for many of us, when, when you think about um, stress, uh, and PTSD, the first thing you want to do is shut down. You don't want to talk about it. You want to deny it. You want to kind of put those thoughts out of your mind and put more pleasant thoughts in your mind. But that is not a wise, that's usually not the wise choice in any situation. But in this one, you really do as a collective. Um, and by that, I mean your family, your community, uh, your larger culture, you need to have these conversations um, to just be prepared uh, for how you navigate. And it always pays to have a, a friend that is an attorney just mm-hmm. to get a better sense of what does the law actually say? How do you actually govern yourself? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and when worse comes to worse, who do you actually call for for assistance, right? So that that's just a few a few tidbits that um yeah. yeah yeah I think that 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 right there what you said like make sure you that circle of trust like in your circle make sure there is someone who's a lawyer someone who understands and can navigate and and read the law understand codes because um it's not enough you know kind of taking a full circle going back to like you know being pulled over it's not enough to say I know my rights or you know or re- repeat regurgitate what someone told you. If you don't know how to apply it in the moment, then it means nothing. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah. And your rights are only as good as those who are going to honor them. I, I just have to say that. Your right. rights can be violated in the blink of an eye, and it doesn't matter how well you know them. But what's important in those moments is um, to be able to later articulate how your rights were violated in that moment. And that's something we often don't know how to do. So, yeah, you can know your rights and still watch them all get trampled. Um, mm-hmm. But, in, you know, on the flip side, being able to articulate this wasn't done, that wasn't done, this was done to me, and I know these were rights violations, which just help you uh, on the on the you know on the side where you're pursuing legal action if that's yeah. something you choose, yeah. you know. All right, that's good. Releasing in public health. So there will be much more to come um, throughout the month of May. Um, check out all the co-hosts um on our instagrams you can check out true health live um check out our co-hosts uh on instagram precious set me on ig i'm dj Feli. um there's anushka gopilal um and you'll see all of that information um on the website so um as always if there are questions something you want to hear i have us discuss you know we're always open to suggestions um, and we're going to start having interviews as well. Uh-huh. So, and I know the police, and this one was a heavy one, but it was a conversation that needed to be had um, and still has to, and it's still going on in many other spaces. So, you know, do yourself a favor, go learn up on it, um, hear what people are saying in different circles. Um, because the way we get to, to, to truth, right, is like, listening um and weighing and deliberating all sides because the truth is somewhere in the middle right so thank you for coming to true health live and we will see you or hear from you in forward thanks thank you for joining us here at true health live remember to like save share and subscribe leave a comment and send an email if there's a topic if you want to discuss you can follow us on instagram facebook and twitter at true health live you can also listen on DeidreSully.com. If there's a topic you'd like to discuss or hear, you can send an email to truehealthlive at gmail.com. See you next time.